Welcome to the Citizens of Life podcast. I am your host, Anya Hildreth. I am a thriving single biracial mom who grew up as a third culture kid who balances being an engineer, raising two kids, an integrative wellness life coach, and podcast host. I also live with type 1 diabetes and Hashimoto's disease. My passion is helping stressed out, overworked single moms navigate and balance their personal and professional lives, a process of empowerment I call becoming a citizen of life. Each week, I'll be discussing and interviewing professionals from around the world that I've gotten to know on topics involving our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. I hope these conversations will inspire you to create your own unique integrative wellness journey to healing in order to be the citizen of your own life. So grab your notebook, a pen, have an open mind and an open heart, and let's get started. Hi, citizens. This is your host, Anya Hildreth, and you are listening to the Citizens of Life podcast. And today we are talking with licensed professional counselor, Sharon Fortune, about her new book, The Truth About the Lies, What Women Tell Themselves That Keep Them Stuck with Cheating Men. Sharon Matthews Fortune is a proud graduate of Virginia State University, where she obtained both her undergraduate and graduate degrees. Besides graduating with honors, Sharon shares that her most cherished accomplishments include being initiated into the illustrious Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated during the spring of 1987 and later being crowned Miss Virginia State University in 1988. She is a seasoned psychotherapist, licensed professional counselor, and certified substance abuse counselor with over two decades of experience. Throughout her career as a mental health and substance abuse clinician, Sharon worked in various settings to include community mental health and inpatient hospitalization until she founded her practice in 2003. Sharon is sincere in her efforts to help women understand their role in dysfunctional relationships and her compassionate spirit and genuine desire to empower her clients to live their best lives led her to writing her first book. She has developed the art of gently guiding her clients after losing their way back to their truth to facilitate healing from the lies that have kept them stuck and defeated. Her vision is to assist every woman who reads this book with creating the relationship with herself and her partner that honors her core values. Get comfortable as she allows me to take an exclusive in-depth look into her new book. She's been my counselor for over 12 years and her and I share a connection of helping women find themselves. Single moms, you don't want to miss this one. It takes an honest look into why we all might be single in the first place. I read it and it helped me define my part in getting in unhealthy relationships. Don't get offended. It will make more sense than you think. It was so juicy that I had to break it down into two episodes. We talk about each chapter of her book and dissect the main topics. The details, you'll have to read for yourself. I hope you enjoy these two juicy episodes. It will make you want to buy the book because it is so well worth it. Enjoy. All right. So Sharon, oh my gosh. Can I call you Sharon, by the way? Yes, you may. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So let's just start because I want to let the listeners know how we know each other because it's just so cool how we came together and have become like soul tribe sisters because of 
exactly where we, the message that we're trying to get across. Uh-huh. And in going to you, I've been going to you in therapy for 12 years now. Is that what we said the other day? Was it 12 years? I think we said 12 <laughs> years. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it, but yeah. <laughs> yes. And the beauty of it is I've healed so much working with you. And here you have created a book that I've actually gone through, you know, years of, of working with you. Uh-huh. This book is like years of therapy session in one book, like in, in 160 pages. It is a bunch of therapy sessions and this is wonderful. So that's what I want to talk about first. Like, tell me about, you know, how this book came about. I love, I love how it's so beautifully written, the flow of it. So how did you come to build the pieces of this book? Was it years? Was it like, tell me about that. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you so much for the wonderful feedback and the encouragement. This book actually wrote itself. It did. It wrote itself. It sure did. You know, I had to be obedient to what Mm. I was being led to do. And I didn't set out to write a book. I really didn't. You know, this, like you said, this came from years and years of experiences. My experiences, the women that I work with, their experiences, my friends' experiences, colleagues' experiences. You know, it just came from conversations with women who were all in the same situation, you know, in situations where they were in toxic relationships or Mm -hmm. relationships that were not feeding them or relationships that they probably should have made some changes with. And the common denominator was the cheating, Mm -hmm. being in the relationship with the cheater. So having these conversations with different women, I started to pay attention to the common thought patterns, the common belief systems, the common coping mechanisms that I was hearing. And I was just really curious, like, why, what is it about all of us (laughs) that leads us to think exactly the same way in certain circumstances? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So this is what one of your quotes in, in the book, and this is exactly what it made me think of. You said for one type of person, you said she usually collects the evidence without connecting the dots. You connected the dots. And that's yeah. the gift that God gave you in your inquisitiveness. Like what's really going on? Uh-huh. So over the years of your therapy, God was able to put the seed in you that allowed you to write this book so beautifully. And what it yeah. does is it literally, instead of women, you know, this is a book for women who are confused and don't know how to find that truth. This yeah. is where you break it down and yeah. you're like, I'll give you the exactly what I've seen over the years. It's almost uh-huh. like I give you the multiple choice. You pick out which one fits you. And then this book helps you to identify that as long as you stand in your truth. Exactly. So this book is not about man bashing. In this episode, let's be honest, we're not going to man bash. Period. Not at all. Not it's at not, all. Yeah. Nope. Because let's put that caveat out there first. Let's talk about that. You and I had a discussion about the men who have read this book, the men who were the cheaters, but have worked on themselves, healed themselves. Tell us about what they said about the book. I would love to hear that. And that was so encouraging because, you know, the, the title can be a little off-putting, you know, yeah. and the title, I think, some people may look at it and think that it is about male bashing or right, some people right. may think that it's a guide on how to leave your man or they may think that it's going to belittle them for staying in the relationship with the cheater. Right. And it's none of those things. The book is about healing. The book is about yes. self-awareness and it's about yes. healing. So it was encouraging, first of all, to, to 
place to get orders from men. I was like, oh, men are ordering the book? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And the men actually read the book before the women did. You know, they started wow. to it right away. And they were sending me these messages saying, you know, wow, I see myself in the pages. I've been this guy. You know, I'm looking at this and it's teaching me so much about myself. It's teaching me how to show up better in relationships. Oh, you know, and I was like, wow, okay. That's a bonus. You know, it's a bonus. You know, the men were getting it and they got it, you know, Ah. the message. Yeah. And that's the beauty of what I do too is like when when we heal ourselves as women, Mm -hmm. we're able to heal the people around us. That's really gives me hope because there's a lot of great men out there that are just like women who don't know how to heal, who don't know where to start, don't know what therapy looks like. They don't, you know, they're just afraid of it, but they're trying to. So there's a lot of great men out there. And and you talk about, you know, we'll get into that later, but you talk about the, what did you say? The cheaters versus the being the cheated. The man who has cheated. Thank you. The man who has cheated. So there's a difference in those men and that, and, and I want to, you know, preface this whole conversation because this is not about men bashing guys. We love and respect you. This is about us women healing our souls, healing our hearts, healing ourselves so that we can get to a better place so that we can make the right decisions so that we can get unstuck and move forward. (laughs) That's what this is about. Okay. So the truth about lies, what women tell themselves that keep them stuck with cheating men. All right. You've got a, I call it a preface. Some people call it a preface. I don't know. Uh Preface. I want you to talk about who this book is for. And you wrote these four things and I want you to elaborate on these. You said this book is for you. If you've abandoned your value system to stay with the cheating man, Uh you have lost yourself in a relationship with a cheating man. You have attempted to control or taken responsibility for your cheating man's behavior or you've buried the truth so deep in your soul that you no longer know what it is. Oh my gosh. There's so many, like my book is just highlighted everywhere. It's ridiculous. It took me forever to read this book because I have so many, there's just so many great isms. You have these great quotes and just facts. It's so good. So let's talk about that, about who this book is for and elaborate on that, if you will. Yeah. So, you know, the four, the breakdown, the four dot points, definitely the abandoning your value system to stay in the relationship with the cheater, you know, and we think Mm -hmm. about your values, you think about your priorities, you think about your standards, Your, your values will set your standards. And if women in these relationships, you know, in order to stay in the relationship, avoiding the truth, and avoiding the pain and the devastation that comes from the reality of what's going on in the relationship started to create, will start to create a division from herself. You know, there's an abandonment from herself mm-hmm. where I got to figure out how I can stay in this relationship. And she thinks she's doing it in a way where she can stay connected to herself and stay whole, but she can't because mm-hmm. we all come in with our own set of boundaries. We come in with our set of values. We come in with our needs and we come in with our wants. Mm -hmm. And when the relationship is not meeting those, but it's kind of tapped into and triggered some of your old stuff, your old, Mm. you know, your original attachment style that comes Mm -hmm. from how you were loved and what you saw love look like. Then, you know, that gets triggered. So you're really trying to avoid that pain because yeah. that's a familiar pain. Yeah. So in, in attempting to try to avoid that, 
women start to then compromise and pull away from their value system and their own values mm-hmm. in order to continue to exist in this relationship. <laughs> and what it does is, you know, listen, in the book, you talked about you, you've been through this. I've been through this. There's plenty of people who have been through this. I don't and think there are any women who, you know, have in long-term relationships or who have been here for a long period of time on this green earth who has mm-hmm. not experienced this. Yes, I don't, I don't exactly. think there are many. And, and I bless those that, who have not. <laughs> ooh, huh, let's just pray it stays that way. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. also... There's lessons to be learned in the hard things that we go through because the teacher's always silent during a test. And when God is testing us, he will be silent and he, the the devil will attack. You know, I wholeheartedly believe that, that he will try to send you men that aren't good, that you have to learn through and, you know, make it, and that's the process of being unstuck. And that's what you talk about. Is exactly. in, the, in the preface too is it's going through the process uh-huh. and knowing that it is a process and that's what you've helped me with is through my process and listen that process as you know it's a moving target it's a yeah. moving target you know yeah. shit just happens where you have to navigate through it you know and, be, yeah. and take the high road and do what you can at from a perspective of trying to find your highest self and getting uh-huh. to that. So that you can be in tune with yourself in order to know what bullshit looks like yeah. and identify it and move past it. And you, yes. oh, yes. you've been such a huge piece of that for me. Thank you. So yeah. All right. So you've lost yourself. What about the second one? You've lost yourself in a relationship with the cheating man. Lost yourself. There's been moments where I just feel empty, you know, yeah. when they've just robbed you of everything you stand for. And you're like, how the hell have I come to uh-huh. this point? Uh-huh. And it breaks you. It will break you. And at that breaking point is where you find yourself, you know, when you get when you get down on your knees. So, yeah. What about yeah, that one? Exactly. Uh, losing yourself in that relationship means that now you're in his world, you know, because Ooh, you yeah, you've separated from your values, your wants, your needs, your mm. boundary lines have been moved back so far that there is no space for you anymore. <laughs> now you are existing in his world. You've entered totally into his world. Now you're mm. on foreign territory because that's not how you're supposed to be living. You're supposed to be able to bring your whole self into the relationship. Ooh, ooh, but if you got to right. move yourself back there, you know, because you can't <sighs> bring your truth into the relationship. Hey, that's a separation. That's a total, total self-abandonment. So losing yourself and ending up in his world, trying to hold on, you know, tying that not at the end of the rope and holding on. But now you're over in his world. I want to ask this. So, by the way, how many years have you been practicing? About 25 years now. Twenty. Okay. So in your 25 years of practice, what is your experience when it comes to, you know, the process? What helps the process? You talked about self-abandonment. Like how long does it, like for the women that are listening, they're like, how the hell long is this going to take me? Like, cause you know, that's a big pill to swallow. And I know you're going to yeah. say it's probably different for everybody, but yeah. what if that piece, where does the process start to start loving yourself again? You know, and you, you're totally correct. It is different for everybody. That self-awareness, that piece, you know, is it's a hard sell and it's a tough sell because women, we are nurturers. You know, Mm. we are going to jump in there and try to, you know, persevere. We're going to persevere, you know, and we know that relationships, good relationships take work. So we're Mm -hmm. going to 
know, that piece of it keeps us probably in it longer than we should be in it because we think mm-hmm. we're working on something. We think we are working towards something. And the longer you deceive yourself and the longer you stay in, in that mode where you're living through a scripted a scripted yes. belief versus your true beliefs, then the longer you're going to stay stuck and the longer it's going to take you to get to the core of the truth. Because if you bury it so deep with years and years and years of rewriting the script, it's going mm. to take a while to get back to the truth. I love that you just said this because this is a quote from the book. I just want to say the lies we tell ourselves are like editing a script for a movie to make it reflect what we want to see. Now, that right there hit me hard because Uh you said the writer can do this with a movie script because it's fiction. Oh, shit, Sharon. Oh, my God. I was like, what? I put, quote, deep, circled it, everything, highlighted it. I I was like, this here is exactly what it's been happening. People write these stories for themselves. They end up believing that nonsense. And look, I am one of them. We're either your your mind, your ego, your, you know, whatever is just your pride is just too strong Uh to sit down. And you literally have to tell her, thank you for getting me here. Sit down. I need you to sit down because I need to make these decisions from a place of love and from my heart and from my soul. I need to sit my ego down in order to do that. So that quote right there was brilliant. Oh my gosh. I swear the the Lord spoke through you, girl. (laughs) Okay. So storyteller in all of us, you know, the storyteller in all of us, Um, you know, we, yeah, we'll morph away from the truth and, you know, and let me tell you, it's so rewarding now to catch the younger women, to catch Mm. them, you know, in their early twenties where they're starting to tell these stories. It's starting to pull away from themselves. They're starting to abandon themselves that early, you know, and I did too. You know, I was young when I catch them in their twenties, it's like a light bulb goes off. They're getting it. You know, they're like, Oh, Okay. You know, and the challenge is always, okay, is that the fact or is that the story? You know, what are we doing with? I can see myself telling my kids that. (laughs) Is that the fact or the story? You know, yeah, absolutely. Because there's a and like you said, and plus there's like an inner child in all of us, yeah. you know, it's what you're feeding. Are you feeding the angel? Are you feeding the wolf? Are you feeding, you know, what are you feeding? Yeah. So it's the lies that you tell yourself. You keep telling your lies. It's just going to spiral you into the wrong direction. Oh my gosh. Okay. The next one, you've attempted to control or taken responsibility for cheating man's behaviors. Oh, there we go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever heard somebody who's decided to stay in the relationship with the cheater, start to then script, give him a manual of how he's supposed to act, you know, try, attempt, try, attempt, right. So you say you're giving him a chance to change, to be different because, you know, we think that, you know, everybody deserves another chance. Everybody deserves the platform to show that they are different and, you know, they can come and they can show up in a different way in a more healthy way in a relationship. But after the first I say the second time that, you know, she's forgiven and she's allowed him back in and she's moved those boundary lines back. She's not going to want to take a total chance on him. So she's going to then give him the manual of how he's supposed to act. Hmm. What I need you to do. This is how I need you to act. This Hmm. is don't do this. Don't do that. Stay away from this. Stay away from that. Change this. Change that. Without letting him come in and show you 
Mm-hmm. You know, he is on his own. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that whole Absolutely. control piece comes in right there where women wear themselves out. Yes, <laughs> we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yep. Because our egos are so strong. Uh, look, listen, you only describe me. I mean, let's be real. Me and plenty of other people. That's exactly what happens is you try to take control because yeah. I'm a type A woman and there's plenty of others. Like uh-huh. Me. Uh-huh. And my mind says, many different excuses. One being, you know, I'm, I am a wonderful woman. You know, if God put me in this situation it's for a reason, let me try to work it out. Like, I think yeah. I could fix this. Like, no, mm-hmm. you cannot fix this on your own. And that's what right. I had to realize in my older age is that, like you said earlier, they have to be willing to do it on their own. All yeah. you can do is help yourself. And then when you heal yourself, you yeah. will start to see the error of not only your ways, but his ways. And you will right. start to find the strength in you to be able to move forward and onward past him and let him figure out his own healing. And then maybe you two can come later when both of you guys are at a hundred percent, at least as close as a hundred percent as we can get. No one's perfect or else we'd be Jesus. But still the point is you want to get to as as much of a healed place and a high vibrating place. So you attract that kind of high vibing man. Exactly. If they're low vibing places, you know, you self-sabotage the relationship. Uh There's so many examples that we can get into. Oh girl. And then the last one, you've buried the truth so deep in your soul that you no longer know what it is. Oh my God. This is what I think of when you open your soul, when you touch your soul, Uh you open it up and you realize that your truth is so important (laughs) because that's the only way you're going to tap into your soul is if you actually find that truth in it. And when it's buried under the lies, when it's buried under deception, when it's buried under ego, you can't come out and get it. So the only way is by telling yourself the truth. Now, look, when you're going to go through this book, ladies, gentlemen, everybody, it's just you in this book. It's just you in this book. You get to make all the notes you want to. You get to be real and highlight the stuff that's yours. And then you start to dissect it. Then you go to therapy to help get to the bottom of the root cause of the healing process because there's a lot of little things you got to heal. I told people before, it's like a hub and spoke model. The hub being the main source of the issue, the main Uh root cause of these issues. And then like a spoke being like a, a detachment of it, like a byproduct of the actual core issue. If you have an issue and somebody's starting to argue about petty stuff, then Uh communication is the core hub of the problem. But the spoke of it is something petty, like not being able to listen or not being able to just something tiny, if Uh if I'm making any sense. But the hub is the core issue of the problem. Communication, your soul, finding the depth to heal. Anything else you want to add to that fourth point? I think you said it beautifully. He said it wonderfully. You know, it's that it's that separation. Your soul knows, you know, your soul knows what you need, what you feel is right and wrong. You know, what makes you grow, what compliments you. You cannot fool your soul, you know. I can't. You can't get around it. Exactly. You cannot. And think about it, Anya. When you decide because of this relationship, you have to abandon all of that, you know, because this relationship is not feeding any of it. And you have to abandon all of that. It's like a door. You know, you got a door, you close the door on it and you're on the other side now and you walk away from it. 
That's your truth. Your truth is back there. Now you got to go over here and create all these false, you know, the self-deception, the false beliefs, the alternative reality, uh, the counterfeit relationship. And that's where you're going to try to live. <laughs> that is so real. That's so true. Oh my gosh, we could just talk. Oh, I'm, I have a feeling we're just gonna. This is gonna be two sessions. I'm telling you, it's just gonna be. We're gonna go so much into depth and heal so many souls. People, women are gonna love this. They're gonna start to realize that it's us this whole time, you know. And yeah. I, I, I want to add too. It's maturity, and that's what I noticed yeah. reading this book is that in my years of dating. Maturity is what the differentiating factor is between these chapters is what I noticed within myself. Because honestly, you know, I see myself in a lot of these women. It was very, now look, it'll be triggering, but triggering is a good thing. It's just how you, how you react to it, you know, what you take from it and how you learn from it and then move on from it. So, all right, let's keep going. So I want to keep, I love the preface of this book, the the preface preface. This is the next thing I want to talk about. I want to read this piece right here and I want to harp on this one. Embracing the truth is difficult. It is not an automatic shift. It does not happen overnight. It is a process. We have a tendency to become storytellers when we don't face our truth. There is a storyteller in all of us and you just hit on that. As storytellers, we arrange events and facts according to our thoughts and use these stories to understand, to make sense of our world. Stories lead us outside of ourselves into a maze of details, guiding us further away from the truth we are trying to avoid. I just want to make sure we got that quote out of the way because we were just talking about that. And that summed, that rocked my soul and it summed it up so beautifully because that's exactly what we're doing. We're yeah. not being honest with ourselves or we're talking to ourselves. Because guess exactly. what? We're in our heads all day. Somebody's got to tell ourselves the yes. truth and somebody's got to tell ourselves we got to think positive and get ourselves out of this mess that we dug ourselves into. Let's be real, ladies, exactly. gentlemen, but ladies specifically because we need to be honest with ourselves. Yes. And until you are ready to do that, this book is going to do you no good. You need to be honest with yourself. And if you don't know how to be honest with yourself, this book is perfect for you because this will help you to dissect that honesty out of you. And yes. it's like I said earlier, it's almost like a multiple choice because you've already done the research and it's everybody. It's every woman, every race, every color, every type of you know job class, whatever. Exactly. It's all of us all of us make the stupid mistakes. And here you have it. You've already outlined the whole thing. This is what I've learned over 25 years of experience and of watching other women do it. And Uh God gave you the know-how to put the pieces together. I love it. This is is the best book. Oh my gosh. I just love this book. Your story. Talk about your story. Because you talk about, you know, you were in two long-term relationships and this is, this is a place where you come from as well. So talk to me about your story. And just like what you just said with that quote, you know, we have to unlearn a lot, you know, unlearn a lot. We have to learn about ourselves. We have to learn who we are. And these relationships that we enter into, they are tools to assist us with learning who we are, embracing fully who we are, what we need, you know, our values, what we stand for. If you think about conditioning, you know, early conditioning from your childhood, from your primary mm-hmm. caretakers, what they tell you about relationships, what you see happening in relationships, you know, all of the advice they give you about how you should be in a relationship. You come in already pre like kind of molded. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. You bring all of that in with you. 
So you're bringing in probably some really, really bad advice and you're, you're living it out. <laughs> old wounds. That's what it is. Old wounds that are bleeding over on somebody else because you haven't healed them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I realized I got all of these things in my head that, that I've been told or as a young person, I put beliefs together. You know, my perceptions of different things were off. And I brought that into mm. the relationship as well. Yeah. And, and it was not serving me. It was not serving me. So, you know, and I came to this realization that the things that I was asking my partners to give me to do for me that I thought would lead to the healing was what I needed to do for myself. All right. All right. All <laughs> right. I love that piece of the book when you said that, because I was yeah. like, that's exactly what I needed to do this whole time. And guess what? Even my mom and my friends would tell me the same thing, but old stubborn Anya was uh-huh. like, whatever, you know, I love him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Just the stupidest stuff really. Right, right. And, but and now that I'm 38, I'm so sorry it took this long to figure out, but at the same time, I'm so blessed that I have. It is honestly in figuring out what you wanted and loving yourself and finally realizing that you're the common denominator. You are the Mm -hmm. common denominator. And I want to go back to something because we both have daughters and it's important that we heal ourselves for the uh-huh. sake of our daughters, yes, because what is. you will notice is that your daughters will follow in the same stupid ass patterns that you did. Oh, yes. You don't want that for any woman that's been through this crap that who's been through this, just a breakdown of their yes. soul. Oh, yes, God, exactly. nobody wants their daughters to go through that in order for our right. daughters not to go through that. We have to heal from it and break the chains. And it is yes. a real thing. It is a real thing where you spiritually, you just break those generational curses that's happened in the past. Because if not, you're going to keep doing the same stupid shit that you did, yes, that, your, exactly. that your moms did, that your parents did. And right. it sucks, but that is how it works. And it's been scientifically proven that this is a generational thing that needs yes. to be broken by you in order to move forward. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I will say definitely, you know, I come from a family of women who are the Coretta Scott Kings, you know, one man's life. <laughs> right. Regardless to how he shows up, regardless to what she has to go through, they stayed. I saw that, you know, so I, that was embedded in me. You know, you work and you fight for your relationship. Mm-hmm. But we never, what was happening to you as the woman as you're fighting to stay in this relationship mm. with the inappropriate behaviors and the violations of your boundaries and the dismissal of your needs and your worth, what's happening to you? We didn't, I wasn't taught that piece of it. Mm-hmm. I was just taught yeah, that oof. you stay in there and you fight for your relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. Oh my I gosh. All that. Yeah. <laughs> I think all of us women have somehow seen it. My grandmother uh, stayed with an alcoholic. She worked three jobs. I mean, she she was a hardworking woman. All my aunts, my mom, they are strong, strong women. Uh-huh. So 
you know, think about it, you know, we're going through our own issues, yeah. trying to kind of figure ourselves out. And then we have our, our relationship issues. You know, we've, although we're human, we're still an energy, we're still a yeah. soul in our bodies. And we're still working to help ourselves. Because of that, we're trying to work on different things of ourselves. And then we've got somebody pulling us on this way, you know, our relationship yeah. issues pulling us here, okay. our work issues pulling us here. And it, it drains you, it drains you. And then you don't know what to do. Like you don't know, people don't have a starting point. They just can't put their finger on something because it's like they're navigating through the mud. Yeah. And somebody to pull you out, like you have pulled me out of the mud and said, hold on, let me wash you off and uh -huh. let me help you identify what is going on and, and where to start to heal. And yeah. that's what you have done so beautifully through me. And that's why I highly suggest therapy to everybody because although this book is a starting point right this is where you start to identify it and then therapy is how you get to peel back that onion and get to the soul of of everything so yeah so your story tell me about your story two year you said you had two long-term relationships with habitual cheaters both were men with admirable qualities everyone including me believed they adored me and I was in an ideal relationship however, I would eventually come to realize that being adored did not guarantee monogamy. What? So many people. Now, yes. now let's just say this. A lot of manipulative men out there. Yes. And, and there's a lot of manipulative women too. Uh -huh. And you go through that and talk about the manipulators. But I, I hate that there's more negativity in the world than there is positivity. I, yes. oh, that bothers me exactly. so bad. Exactly. And it's going to be, when you start to come out of it, it's going to be a hard process, a long process oh, to heal, oh, yeah. you know, and you have to accept that. And you have to, you know, you have to take the time to, as I said, connect the dots. You know, that's the only way we're going to get out of this thing is we, if we yep. start connecting the dots. Now, yes, I had the, you know, the guys with the admirable qualities. I mean, they look really good on paper and they showed up really nicely. They were good to me. You know, they were yep. dogs, you know, I wasn't in an abusive relationship or anything. These relationships were, they adored me. I will say that. There was that adoration. But they came in with their own stuff. They came in with their own conditioning. Yep. And and our my, me coming in with what I had been, how I had been conditioned, and them coming in the way that they had been conditioned, mm -hmm. we merged, and then we both had to learn from each other. You know, and it was a learning Ooh, process. And I will yes say, both of those situations were really, really, really detailed learning processes. Because first of all, but as you said, you think because the treatment is good, and you know they appear to cherish you, that wipes out any potential. Right. It's just not going to happen. It's just. Ah. It won't happen, right? Oh, I never thought that was anything that I had to worry about dealing with. I really didn't. <laughs> I thought that, okay, well, I don't have to worry about that because, you know, hey, we're good. Right. <laughs> but no. Found out it was happening. It was like a denial. It was like, it can't be. It just can't you be. You treated me so good, though, right? Yeah, this just doesn't fit into what I know about cheaters. It just doesn't fit, right? So it took me a long time to get to the place where I realized that, oh, men can compartmentalize yeah. and, you know, they can 
be over here with you and love you fully. But when they're out of this situation with you, when they go to the next compartment, then they're over there and, mm-hmm. and they're not uh, connecting any dots. You know, nothing's connected. She's here and she's here. And I had to learn that. Oh, OK. So this can coexist. You know, mm-hmm. all of this can coexist. You can treat me well. You can uh, enjoy my company. We can make all these plans together. You know, we can be doing all of these things. But at the same time, you can divide and separate yourself from that. And you can go over here and do something very inappropriate. So, okay, that can happen. Huh. Okay. <laughs> then the storyteller started to kick in. Oh, oh God, there it is. There it is. Oh, God. There's the the things we tell ourselves, the lies we tell ourselves. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yes, exactly. that's exactly it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because it's Yeah, devastating. Like, oh, well, let's see. I mean, this is a great guy. It's a great guy. So let's see. Well, I'll deal with this, you know, and, and we can work on this and put this over here and not deal with that right now, but we'll work on these two things and, you know, we'll get it together. And then the relationship will be, you know, what we want it to be. So I would, so I, those things are like, that's the hub and spoke stuff I was telling you about. Yeah. Like, let's work on the little things here. Like, you know, and here, here's a list of what the things I want you to, what? No, it's yeah. actually communication is what's going to get you out. And what reminded me of what you were saying is remember the five love languages? I know you've read that book because we've talked about yes, it. Yes, the five yes, love languages yes. is like, you know, if you and I are in a relationship and I come with my conditioning, like my parents are, you know, they, they used to, I'm just using an example. They used to give me, you know, money and quality quality time as attention. Uh So that's Uh what I'm going to give you. So I'm going to buy you flowers all the time. I'm going to give you quality time. But really, you know, you might be somebody who likes, you know, physical touch or Uh words of affirmation. You know, Uh that's how your parents raised you because maybe they didn't have the money to give you everything you want. You you weren't loved that way. So now you're giving me, you know, words of affirmation and physical touch. And I'm like, well, I don't want that because I was raised differently. So what happens is I don't understand your love language to be Uh able to say, oh, you like positive words of affirmations and you like physical touch. Let me give you that. That's growing and learning each other and moving and working in tandem and together. And that's what two healthy people can do together is communicate and come together like that. And that way I can be open and loving and truthful in my truth because now we're working together and I can listen to you when we speak and I, and, and I'm not closed off because we're arguing because we're not listening to each other because we're coming from such a low vibrational place. We can't deal with that. You know, we can't work through that. So if we can't work through it, you're going to do your own thing. I'm going to do my own thing. And then guess what? The pettiness, the immaturity, the, the, there's so much the ugliness that comes in. Listen, we're adults. We Uh think that because we're adults, we should not be playing the petty, ultra, just negative stuff that you shouldn't be playing with in life. No, we should be loving each other. And like you said, providing the tools and techniques to be able to work together and heal ourselves to be able to come together as one. Hello. Yes. Okay. So before we get into the pieces of how we cope, so this is what I love about this piece. Oh my gosh. Not only did you give, you break it down in sections of what the blind tells themselves, what the manipulator tells themselves, what the finger pointer tells themselves, the dreamer, the helpless. You also preface it by talking about how we cope. Oh my gosh, this is going to be great because I love how you break it down. I highlighted some stuff in there too. I want to talk about the how we cope part. So how did you come up with this part? I, I love that you put this piece, this, this short piece in it, but how did you come up with how we cope? 
So, yeah, that that grew from all of those conversations I was telling you about, you know, where I was listening to people. We would be having a normal conversation, you know, about a relationship, what's going on in the relationship. When we get to this place where I say, so so what are you holding on to or why are you staying or what's keeping you there or whatever? I started to hear the common thoughts, mm-hmm. so those common beliefs and those common thoughts coming into place. And, and you know, each one of I'm quite sure we're going to get into them, but they were just like, OK, here comes the script now. Oh, she asked me that question. Let me pull the script out now. And so I realized was, OK, these beliefs that women are adapting to are creating a coping mechanism for them. This is how she's coping. This is her coping mechanism right here. Okay, so I started to write them down. And as I wrote the more common ones, because, you know, I would be talking to somebody and and when that script came out, it would just floor me. I would be like, there it is again. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm sure you did it with me. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That is great. Yep. I can, because I see myself in all of these. I'm telling, not all of them, you know, some of them, because we do create that false sense of, you know, what's happening. Exactly. And we, we literally, that's how we cope by the lies that we're telling ourselves. So these are the eight yeah. lies that we tell ourselves and, uh-huh. and how we cope with convincing ourselves convincing that ourselves. we're right, you exactly. know, and really exactly. it's, we're wrong. We're completely yeah. wrong about it. What I feel sorry for, I feel bad for the people who don't see that there's something wrong, that there's an error in their ways, you know, like they're going to realize it. How do you do? It's going to take time, but sometimes you, I, I would be so frustrated if I were in your position just to be able to listen for years, you know, and people not get it because uh-huh. I, I didn't, you know, I mean, but it's funny because as I've grown, I've seen the blocks that you've put in my, in, right. in my way, not, not in a bad way, but I'm saying like, like you've helped me build block upon building block that allowed my tower to stand on firm grounding. So yeah. yeah. Let me say this, you know, when you said earlier, part of the book where I said that it's a process, it doesn't change, doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a woman could come in and we could get her to just a couple of steps into abandoning, you know, the lies and starting to embrace the truth. She may take a couple of steps in that direction. Mm-hmm, and stop. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then or, revert back. Yes, that's what I did. And because uh-huh. you, you get stuck. You literally, yes. I mean, you've got your kids, you've got yes. your job, then you've yes. got your man, you know, yes. let alone the, the shit that you're dealing with on your own. And now yes. all of this is just a jumble to the point where you're like, I don't know what, what to do. And you just stop and you just get stuck. You know, exactly. because you, you feel so overwhelmed that you don't even know where right. to go anymore. That's exactly. why I was like, okay, Sharon, I don't want to see you every month. Can I see you every two weeks? Matter of fact, let's just go every week. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Cause it's that, and that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's the process is not easy. The it's process not. is something and you've got to be grounded. And when I mean grounded, and this is what a lot of what I teach women to do is being confident and comfortable in who they are mentally, right. emotionally, physically, and spiritually, because yes. it is a battle to fight off okay. negativity. It is a job to stay positive every day. You know, you yeah. don't want to have a false positive. Don't get me wrong, but it is a job to be balanced in uh-huh. feminine and masculine energy. It is a balance to be 
and your positive versus your negative thoughts. You always yeah. want that positivity to come through, but there are going to be moments when you're going to be weak. We're human. We are exactly. human. Exactly. And there, those weak moments is where you have to trust your intuition uh-huh. and you have to uh-huh. move forward and keep going because exactly. or else you will end up coping, you know, the wrong way and not exactly. in a healthy way. So that process, you know, it takes mm-hmm. time. It, it, it's not, it's not a straight path. It's definitely not a straight mm-hmm. path. You know, mm-hmm. Some, sometimes, you know, you'll get halfway out of something, you know, that realization, those realities start to kick in. You start to realize what you're doing, your contribution to it. And then, as you said, life happens, children, jobs, finances, dreams, goals, all that other stuff starts to kick in and you get distracted, you know, and it's not convenient to do this work. You know, you don't have the energy to do this work. So what do you do? You create a scenario, a script that's going to keep you in it. You know, you know, your soul knows you got to do this work. It's going to continue mm-hmm. to bring you back to the place where this work is, has to be done. Mm-hmm. But you avoid it. You know, you allow yourself to avoid it. So the coping piece is I'm going to avoid this reality right now, you know, because I don't want to deal with it right now. Change is hard. Change takes a lot of energy, time, planning, and you may not be in a place where you're ready for that particular type of change. So mm-hmm. you figure out a way to cope. Yes. And stay stuck. Where it comes <laughs> and stay stuck. So, you know, people may look at the title and think I'm staying stuck because of his cheating. No, you're staying stuck because you aren't living in your truth. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's yes. why you're staying stuck. Preached. And all the focus goes to the cheating and it shouldn't. It Mm-mm. shouldn't be cheating. You know, the focus needs to come back to the self-awareness. Yes. You know? It's like going to church and the preacher preaching. And instead of you thinking internally and asking yourself, you know what? That message is for me. It's like you looking at your man and being like, he talking to you. No, no. You talking to you. Matter of fact, you talking to all of us. You are so in an ill place in your heart that you want to look at your man and be like, oh, he talking to you. Mm -mm. He's talking to you, baby. He's talking to you. (laughs) The other thing I did. I was spoiled growing up. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, I had a whole lot of love around me too. I was spoiled in love. I was spoiled. Uh I had a lot of abundance in my life to the point where I honestly, and I love Disney movies, right? Uh You couldn't tell me I was, I was not every last princess in all the movies. I'm just saying. But it gave me, you know, a false sense of who I was and the fantasy world that I created in my in my yeah. life. Honestly, I honestly thought I was a princess living in a fantasy world, and if some prince charming was going to come and sweep me off his feet, uh-huh. it was going to be wonderful. We're going to have kids. Our relationship was going to be perfect, dandy, you know, yeah. happy go lucky. Let's just go and dance on the beach, whatever. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Until I finally grounded myself in the reality of what's happening in our physical world right now. Exactly. Also, what we talked about earlier is just realizing that I was the common denominator of that whole piece. Yes. Now think about what you just said. You know, if that was, you know, what you believed and that was how you were conditioned and you bring that into your relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I can tell you how many how many relationships it ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. It has. So you grow yeah. away from that, you know, but if you bring that into the relationship, that's what you believe you're supposed to have, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you start to develop your script, which is your alternate reality, mm-hmm. you're going to make it fit that belief that you have. Mm-hmm. 
regardless yes. of what's going on, you're yeah. going to try to make it fit that belief. Right. But he's my Prince Charming. He wouldn't do that. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Or yeah, exactly. Or be like that. He wouldn't do that to me. I wouldn't even accept a man like that. But yet here yes. I am. Oh my gosh. Do you know how many times I've come into that situation? Yes. Like, wait, yes. I am a thorough woman. I am a good woman. I know how to pick a good man. No, no, uh-huh. no, no, no. You can't tell me that I've picked the wrong man here. I've done my homework, girl. That's a lie. Right. Right. There it is. There it is. Yes. Uh-huh. And you're believing that, but your actions are totally contrary to what you are saying. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's so embarrassing when you finally realize it for yourself. You're like, why? Like, what? really? Like, that's actually me. And right. that's what this book actually helped. It, even at my age now, there's so much in this book that it helped me identify with. Yeah. And, and that's what I love about going to our sessions is that you always help me to identify whatever it was. You always help to identify, you put a name to it so that I said to myself, oh, okay, this is uh-huh. a thing. Like I can work past this thing because it's been identified as a thing. So I know how to move past the thing. Yeah. Let's let's work together to move forward. So that's what you do as my therapist. You've always helped me to identify it, move past it and prevent it from happening again. Yes. I love that. I love that. So yes, the process for me has been beautiful. And now, you know, I'm, I'm very confident in who I am. Yes. I'm, I'm comfortable with my boundaries. And, you know, we talked earlier, I think we said, um, we were talking about sacred no's, you know, knowing uh-huh. our no's, our sacred, our unsacred yeses are so easy to say. Like, yes. You know, honey, I'll be back. I'm going to go hang out with the boys. Yeah, sure, 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 whatever. Or at work, uh, hey, Andre, do you mind if you do this stuff? Yeah, sure, yeah, whatever. You just uh-huh. say yes at anything. But no yeah. comes from a depth in your heart because you yeah. know you've experienced it to the point where you're like, uh-uh, no. I'm not dealing with this anymore because right. I love myself more than I love being treated like this. And this is not right. And like you said, your soul just knows. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just knows. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You break it out into eight different types. The blind, the uh-huh. manipulator, the finger pointer, the dreamer, the helpless, the settler, the savior, the compromiser. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the blind. Talk to me about the blind. That's where it all starts. You know, it starts with the blind. Now the blind, and I'm just give you a little synopsis of, of each one of them. The blind, okay. she acts like She doesn't know what she knows. She doesn't see what she sees. And she picks and chooses where she's going to place her uh, shields because she's going to block stuff off. You know, I'm only going to see her peripheral is gone, you know, and if it's over here on on that side where the peripheral is, she's not dealing with it. You know, she's only going to picking and choosing what she's going to see. She will convince herself that. She doesn't have enough proof for things that she has plenty of proof for, that things aren't what they appear to be. You know, no, it's not that. It's not that. She copes in that way where she thinks that she can pick and choose how to see things. She's rescripting things. She's the one who's, you know, Mm. she's editing and she's editing that script. Yeah. Mm. That's your blind. She's writing that book that's not real. (laughs) She's writing that fantasy story that, and she doesn't want to heal herself and heal those things outside of the blinders because I'm thinking of a horse. I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm thinking of a horse that wears those blinders so that they're not distracted. You know, they can't see to your left or your right. You're just looking down this one narrow road when there's so many more issues outside of the blinders that the horses are wearing. I hope I'm saying that right, but you get my point. 
it's when you just don't want to look outside of those. And that's there you where go. You, you can't heal if you're not, you can heal what's in the narrow road, but to know that there's so much more and that you're yeah. not, to know it and not do anything about it, that's right. the blind to me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now the manipulator, she knows. Okay. She, she oh, knows. really? <laughs> oh, okay. She knows. Yeah, she's fully aware. You know, she's been given the information. She's found the information or it's been dropped in her lap or whatever way she's found out, she knows. But she is very skillful and she's very crafty. She's going to take that information and she's going to use it to her advantage. She is going to manipulate this situation into what she wants it to be. At least that's what she thinks. Oh, that's me. I've been the manipulator before. Oh my gosh. Do you know how many times I just want to win in my head? Uh I can't. There you go. I just want to win. So if I can't win by telling you directly, I will manipulate the shit out your ass in order to get what I want. Hey, Uh straight up. Uh I mean, I'm speaking about in the past, not now. That's not what right. I would do now. Right. I don't use my manipulation. I don't use that because there's a lot of there's a lot of it going on. There's emotional manipulation oh, yeah. that yeah. that actually happens in order to get people, you know, and people see that almost as a like a challenge almost. Yeah. You know, yeah. like let me see how they how I can manipulate this person. What can I get out of this person? Right. That is coming from a very low vibrating place. And you yes. don't want to be in that place uh-huh. because you can't love someone from that place. Not in a healthy way. Not in a healthy way. And the more she manipulates, the further she gets away from her truth. You know, and, and that's the thing that she doesn't realize. The more she manipulates, because you know, this is false, fake competition. That's um, you know. And the more she manipulates, the further she gets away from her truth, and the more she loses herself in the process. Yes, that's what I was just going to say. I just was going to read the quote that says, what she fails to realize is she manipulates herself more than anyone that keeps her stuck. Yes. That's exactly what happens because guess what? Spirit, God don't like ugly. We all know that. Right, right. And if you are trying to manipulate people emotionally, that kind of stuff is what leads to bad karma. It's yeah. when you are you know, doing that kind of stuff that it's going to come back on you. And oh, that's okay. the piece that keeps you stuck because- like revolving door where you just keep going in and out of it. You're not closing it. You're not yes. shutting it and being like, let me move past it. You just keep going in the same circle because exactly. you're not passing the test that God is giving you <laughs> in order to move past it. Cause you keep making the same mistakes, you know? That's and this is, this is years of experience. This is, you know, dummy on you, which we've all been through it, but yes, I'm just talking yes, about yes. my experiences, but yes. That, okay. So that's the manipulator. Yes. I have been the manipulator before. Yes. I was just going to talk about the finger pointer. Finger yes, yes, yes. She is every cheating man's dream because she is going to point that finger in every direction except at him. And, and therefore, he does not have to be fully accountable for his actions. Mm-hmm. And change, you know, is not really expected. <laughs> Although she says she wants the change. Because her finger is pointed in all the directions other than him, yeah. then he's really, really never, never, never held accountable for his actions and for the process of change. Mm. So, you know, yeah. he, he can he can stay with her forever because she's going to always find somebody else, something else that is causing him to cheat. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like. That's the part in the book where you were talking about the finger pointer, like 
your boys do this. I don't want yep. you hanging around the boys. Yeah. yeah. I don't want you doing yeah. this. You can't go out with the guys. Let's say, let's be real people. Yes. If you're a woman, why in God's name, would you want your man to keep you away from half of the world? 50% of this world is men and the other 50 is women. Like, why would you want to keep that? We all need healthy relationships with yes. everyone. As long as you can be healthy within yourself, yes. that's when I can trust you to be healthy outside. You know, I teach my kids the same thing. Uh-huh. You know, when I can help, when I can trust you to make the right healthy decisions, yes. then I will give you more opportunity to do it. But if right. I can't do that, no, no, come on. Okay, so that's the finger pointer uh-huh. is the person who's blaming everybody else but themselves. Exactly. Yeah. All righty. Okay, the dreamer. <laughs> Now, the dreamer, she knows her man is cheating as well, but the dreamer has a lot of hope and she believes in the mystical, magical potential, you know. Oh, that's so me. That's so (laughs) me. Like, I have a gift and it's called seeing the potential in men. It's a horrible gift. It's a vice and it's a gift all at the same time. Yeah. Because I am the dreamer. That's me. That was me. And I can see how, you know, I'm woven in a couple of different ones. Uh And Uh you talk about that throughout the book, too. Like you say, you you can be. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You can find yourself in multiple places. But yeah, she gets kind of stuck in that whole, you know, she's scripting the potential. That's her script. She's scripting the potential. Oh, okay. Okay. And she's yeah. waiting and she is willing to wait for that potential to materialize. Ooh. Yeah. She's willing gonna to be waiting forever, girl. You're going yeah. to be waiting for a long time. I'm just telling you right now. Let's go ahead. Exactly. Don't, don't do it to yourself. Spare yourself years of dreaming. Just yes. face reality. Heal exactly. yourself and you will see through this. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. The helpless. So, okay. So the helpless in a nutshell. The helpless is looking at what she doesn't want, and she's focusing on what she doesn't want, what she can't control, what she thinks is happening to her. But she also doesn't want to step out on the other side and try to change things or believe she can change things or believe Mm. things can be different or go after what it is she wants and try to create what it is that she wants. So, she, you know, you ever heard the saying, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them? Oh, yes. Okay. Mm. That's her. That's mm. her. She, she pretty much it. fights for her limitations and she gets to keep them. And that keeps her stuck with her cheating man. Okay. So this is the stage of where I met you when I was in my twenties and I was in a bad relationship and I felt helpless. Like I was like, woe is me, victim me. Uh You know, I can't believe I'm in this situation. Why won't anybody help me? How do I help myself? Who can I talk to? What girlfriend is going to be honest enough for me? And Uh then finally you just fell into my lap. Like Uh something told me, you know, go to therapy. And then I feel like that's the stage I was in. I was just very helpless. And I was like, I was at a very low place. And what I mean is like, I I wasn't full of the positive Anya, happy, Uh go lucky Leo that I am. Uh I was Uh in a victim mode and I was just feeling helpless. Like I'm so helpless to the point where I would cry and just rock because I was just feeling so victimized by how I was being treated Uh and yet Uh so stuck at the same time. And those two coupled together, the only thing that was going to pull me out was God and help with therapy. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to see it. I'd have have still been stuck in victim mode had I not been able to identify it with your help and move out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, that I remember playing that one. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably one of the most common. You know, we get stuck. We get really that. Yeah. yeah, we we really really get stuck inside of that. You know, those beliefs. We get yeah. stuck there. You know, and and not ah. in our strength and our power. Not having the ego strength to do what we need to do. You know. Ooh, oh, I loved it when you talked about that in your book. Oh my God, can we just talk about that for a second? Yeah. That was so great. You know, you don't have enough strength. Like you lose it. You yes. you lose it. Like I don't know where it goes. You just over time, it just gets like hammer that's being chipped away at, and then uh-huh. finally. Finally, there's nothing left in us. Exactly. And then you just feel so broken yeah. that you don't even know where to start. I see it. I see it on social media where all yeah. these women just want so much attention, like they're begging for it because yeah. they're so broken inside yes, that they yes. don't know what to, where to go, what to do. You know, I uh-huh. hope this podcast helped these women to see that this book is exactly uh-huh. what they need to be able to identify it. You've already done the work for them. They right. just need to identify it. Oh, you, the beauty of it and, and, the, and the piece that is was so the epiphany for me was the strength is found in the pain that you're trying to avoid. That's where the strength is. <gasps> That's, That's where the that strength is. is. We yeah. are trying to, with everything in our being to avoid the pain. And that's what we need. We need to sit in it. Yes. Sit in it, let it surface. And, you know, take, like you said with that horse, take those blinders off. Let everything come in. Just let it flood in and sit in it. And feel it. it. That's exactly. You got to feel it to heal it. Exactly. And at the end, you know, what's going to start happening is you're going to start to reconnect with yourself. Your truth, your values, your needs, your wants, your work, all of that is going to happen when you allow yourself to sit in that thing. That pain has to surface for the healing to take place. You cannot heal without the pain. You can't. Nope. Nope. You can't. Yeah. And that's why, that's why so many of us have to go through it. You know, these are like life lessons that we, we we can't necessarily teach. We can guide you through it, Uh but we can't teach this stuff to you because these are God given lessons that are helping you to change and shift and shiv it, Uh which is a shift and a pivot, you know, because you, you have to grow. And in order to grow, you have to sit in that pain. It's it's not easy, but it is the most rewarding thing any woman can ever do for themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's where abundance comes because I, I wholeheartedly yeah. believe that there is enough sunshine in the world for everybody. And when you are able to harness that yeah. and come from a place of love and loving yourself and respect for yourself and you get out of victim mode and you get past yeah. the stuff, you become what I call a citizen of life or like an empress, you know, like an empress uh-huh. is the queen of all queens. You know, you, you, are, you embody all of these different things. Yes. All these different queens and all the different energies that they embrace, that they have, and you balance your masculine and feminine energy. And it is mm. a beautiful process. Mm. And I'm currently going through it, but I have definitely come out on the other side in a healthy way. And that's another thing. When you can navigate life in a healthy way, Uh you can hear your guides, you can hear spirit, you can hear your angels, you can hear God. It is easier to walk through life when you are healthily dealing with your issues. Yes. It is. It's just smoother. It's just smoother. That's it. Exactly. I was saying that's that fearless piece when you can approach the situation fearlessly because the fear keeps us stuck. 
Yes. <laughs> That's my word of the year, by the way, fearless. So I'm glad okay. you said Okay. <laughs> okay. The settler. What do we have for the settler? Okay. So the settler, she's going to search for what of value remains in the mess. Yes, it's a mess. That's a whole lot of undesirable things have happened. However, she's going to look for security and accept things, some things that she doesn't want. She's going to accept some things that she doesn't want, but she's going to place value on what she anchors herself in, you know, and and she's not going to take the time to try to create the reality, you know, to deal with the reality. She's just going to say, okay, well, I can deal with this (gasps) and I know this. So I'll, you know, I'll settle. I will settle for this right here. This right here is where I'm going to dock it right here. Yeah. Why do we settle like that? The settler is, I mean, it's fear. It's all I hear. All fear-based thoughts lead to the settling. The fear of the unknown, the fear of, you know, is a lot of what ifs, what if, what if, what if, what if, the unknown. But she also has fear in what's going to happen if she stays and what may not happen if she stays. Yes, that's here as well. Okay, so so I don't identify too much. Well, maybe I do in some ways, but not so much with the settler. But mm-hmm. I have heard a lot of women who have said that they're afraid to leave because they didn't get a college education, or yep. they're afraid to leave because they've been with their man for twenty something years. Yeah, yes. You know, even my own grandmother. My grandmother never learned how to read, and she always felt bound to her husband because okay. of it. You know, my mm-hmm. grandpa, mm-hmm. Lord. But she she felt bound. She felt like she couldn't do anything. And I could see what that did to her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wonderful. And they were wonderful people. That was what happened back in the day. You know, some things Mm -hmm. you just grew up with and you saw. And a lot of women, like you said, what what was the thing that you said you saw earlier? People, women growing up, just seeing them stay with the men. And, you know, Uh that's 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 what they saw. But And if you think about it, you know, before I got into the mental health field, and when I was younger, you would hear people say that Miss So and So had a nervous breakdown. You know, and that was really? the term that they would use, nervous breakdown. So she oh she had a nervous breakdown. I didn't know what a nervous breakdown was. You know. Uh-huh. I didn't know what it was. But then I, as I grew older and I could see what was going on, you know, they were trying to make themselves fit into his world. Settling, compromising, manipulating, pointing the finger until it broke her down. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Girl, you preach it to me now. Okay. All right. Yes, that's exactly what happened. And we call it, uh, hell, it's so many things now, but I think I've had a couple, you know, uh-huh. you just break down because you're like, I don't know what to do. And for yes. someone who likes to be in control, and uh-huh. don't get me wrong, it's a good thing and a bad thing, but. When I lose control, I go to a bad place. I go uh-huh. to a bad place. Mentally, I go to a bad place. And it's hard to get out of these, you know, stuck places when you go that far and that deep yeah. into being broken. Yes. Woo, yeah. That resonated. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the savior. Oh, Lord. I think this one was the most controversial for me. <laughs> yeah. And so with this one, you know, I did a lot of tricks with words because when you think about the savior you think about you know of course our lord and savior and yeah. you know the redeeming spirits and you know the all 
forgiving and all of that. But that's not this savior. This savior right here, this is one when I said in the beginning, takes responsibility for her man's behaviors because she's coming and she's going to rescue him from his cheating ways. She's going to revive the relationship. She's going to save the relationship. She's going to redeem everything. You know, she's going to fix everything. That's uh, yeah. So How many women think they can fix men? Raise your hand. You're in your house by yourself anyway. Just go ahead and raise it. You know, <laughs> How many women actually, you know, think that they could fix their man? I, honestly, that's what I thought. I was like, you know, I'm this precious woman. Yeah. And, you know, I know I was raised right. Like I can fix him and, and teach him how I was raised. I can teach him, you there know, you the rules that and blueprint that I learned, even though I'm broken and I've, you know, I've had my jacked up ways too, but I can teach him this. I can do that. Yeah. I can save you. Yep. Oh my gosh. I think I was horrible at that. I know I was actually. Yes. That's a lot yes, of what I, and then I finally realized, no dummy, you got to yes. save yourself. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, we fool ourselves into thinking that if we save him, we're saving ourselves. You know, yes, we're do. Our, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, you know, this is triggering me. Look, I'm already getting pissed. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I absolutely resonated with this 100% because I, yeah. I this is probably what I was saying the whole time. A lot of the times is Anya, you can do this. You can win yes. at anything. You can yes. figure this yes. out. You know, you're no, you uh-huh. can't figure it out because if you could have figured it out, you'd have figured it out a long time ago. First exactly. of all, and second of all, you can't save him. You have to save yourself and let him come up to your level. Exactly. Once you save yourself. Yes. Now, and what's happening to your relationship with your yourself while you're trying to save him. What's happening to crumbling, that? It's crumbling. <laughs> it's going down the chute. And what happens, you know, like I talked about earlier, your tower isn't built on solid foundation. It's like the leaning tower of Pisa and you keep adding shit on top of it for it to fall over more. And then when the universe has your tower fall, you're wondering why. And spirits like, uh, hello, you didn't <laughs> build, you never built it on solid ground. You so go. because you're not on solid ground, I can't bless you with somebody who is on solid ground. So I'm going to give you check yourself, get on solid ground. Then I'll give you a man who's on solid ground. And now both of you guys are working in tandem. Yeah. We've got the emperor and the empress and they're working together to build the empire together. What? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> 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 oh, this is hilarious because it's like, you know, I'm doing an interview here and it's it's going to trigger us. I mean, regardless, yeah. because we've been through this stuff. Exactly. And, we, and I love what you said earlier about the young girls. If these young girls can listen to us now and learn from our mistakes, yeah. you know, no one wants to see, especially their children, no one wants to see anybody go through this kind of hurt and pain. If they right. can actually take these tools and techniques to better themselves at a exactly. younger age and uh-huh. then find that right man, you know, and then get your life started earlier, you know, instead of wasting exactly. so much time. Ah. Yes, yes. Oh. yes. <laughs> okay. And then the last one is the compromiser. It's funny because this is like the longest paragraph in this piece. <laughs> So what about the compromiser? Yeah, she's a combo. She's a combo. She's a little bit blind. Okay. She's a bit of a settler. And she's a little bit mm. of a dreamer. You know, all that kind of mm. rolled into one. Now, somebody asked me what was the difference between the compromiser and the settler. And the difference is the settler is she has a bitter edge. She's bitter. You know, she's angry about oh, the situation, you know. She doesn't like ah. the situation that she has herself in, but she doesn't think she can do anything about it, so she stays. 
the compromiser mm. still has a little hope. She's a little dreamer in her. She still has some hope mm. and she still believes in potential. And mm. she will put her blinders on and therefore it minimizes her view in the scope on how much mess she's in, <laughs> you know, how much mess she's allowing and what she's dealing with. And she will also look as a settler. She looks for what a value is left. And she says, okay, I'm going to hook myself right there because this is a value. And therefore she creates her script around the potential for the change. I'm getting some of what I want, not all of what I want, but I'm going to compromise and accept this because this is good. And this I have, but the weight is wrong. You know, you have to look at your negotiables and your non-negotiables. We all have them, you know. And when you come into a relationship and you have your non-negotiables, this you can't cross this line. I, I cannot accept this. This will not work for me. And you start to compromise on those non-negotiables. That's where you lose yourself. Girl, yeah. yes. The compromisers who I resonated with the most okay. um, when I was reading this one, because it, now even listening to you, it sounds like the compromiser, although it's very well aware of what she's doing and what's around her, she's mm-hmm. also very well aware of what she needs to do to get out of it too. It's almost like yeah. she's a little bit more of the visionary to be able to get unstuck a little quicker yes. because she he is a combo because she does see it. It's uh-huh. almost like she's just got a little bit more intuitive edge into knowing that her soul is a little bit more rocked. And yeah. she knows, and that's how I feel like, yes, I, I can see all these different ones in me. But at the same time, I was able to get out of a situation because of it, because yeah. I was able to see those in me. And, you know, that takes me standing in my truth too, which is uh-huh. pretty, but still... I think that this compromiser, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but I think this compromiser has the best level of success. Maybe I'm saying that in all bias, but of being able to get out quicker because they see more. Well, let me say this. I don't know if she gets out any quicker. Her struggle is not as intense. Let me say that. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Her struggle is not as intense because the thing that she puts her, she sets her sights on. The thing that she anchors, the things that she anchors herself on, they have positive connotations. So, uh-huh. she, yeah, she, she, and you know, I think I said, but well, this is the one where I said she will find, she will stay in a positively negative situation, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the whole, yeah, she'll stay in a positively negative situation. But her slant is more on the positive, and that's where the blinders come in. You know, she knows that negative is there. She knows <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But she puts those blinders on to that negative. Now it's a plexiglass. She sees it over there. You know, she's not <laughs> <the> <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. You know, yeah. you're just that and that's almost like I feel so dumb because I'm like, I saw it and you know I saw it. You know, yeah. but I still chose to go sometimes, you know, sometimes going down, you know, like you said, the journey isn't a straight line. It shifts, turns, pivots, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, yeah, I would get stuck and then I would take a couple of steps forward and then a couple steps Uh backwards. And, but you see it, but it's like you're saying the plexiglass, like you, like you can look to your left and your right and your peripheral and like, I no, this uh-huh. isn't right. Right. Okay. Exactly. I'm totally with you. Okay. Got it. But that plexiglass is there. So it's not like I can just walk over there. You know, there's a block. <laughs> Even though I can see it, you know, and I know that's where I need to be. Or, you know, I need to get out yeah. of this. But oh, no, 
Yeah. So she's, that's where she's stuck. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So these are the way that we cope, that we tell ourselves, okay, this is also a good way of being able to, it was a good start to the book because it helped me see, okay, which one do I need to pay more attention to as I read through everything? Uh And then what the beautiful part is now. So like, for example, part one, now we get into like the thick of it, the thick of the uh-huh. book. Uh-huh. And this is what the blind tells herself. So there's four things and you kind of break it up into like four or five things for each one. In each section, you go into so much detail that you have no choice because if you've identified with any one of these things, yeah. it's going to be in this book and you get to outline it and circle it or whatever you want to do and go back uh-huh. to it. Yeah. But for example, the blind tells herself, if I only had proof, all men are cheaters. That was a really good chapter. He confessed, so he's ready to change. She means nothing to him. So you break down what mm-hmm. the blind, what four things that she's telling herself. And, and if you fall into these categories, I mean, come right. on, ladies, this is it. This is the blueprint that you need that we all honestly needed a long time okay. ago. And this book is the blueprint to it. Here it is. Here's your multiple choice. Did you say to yourself, if I only had proof, yes. did you say to yourself, all men are cheaters. Did you say to yourself, he confessed, so he's ready to change? Or did you say to yourself, she means nothing to him? And look, then it goes into the next portion, what the manipulator tells herself. You mm-hmm. say, I'm not going to give her the satisfaction of me leaving him. Ooh girl. That's that's that ego. Uh All right. If I stay, he'll see how much I love him and stop cheating. (laughs) Mm, Sound like a little bit of savior in there somewhere. (laughs) Because I stayed after he cheated again, he owes me. Yes. yes, I I mean, I've just been in, as I read these and I'm thinking about what I I read and how much depth it goes into, I'm like, oh my goodness. I want to go back to the first one. The blind tells herself, and this is the one that I really liked. All men are cheaters. So I want to talk about that because that's a lot. You know, I hear that often and I get so frustrated and all men are not cheaters. No. And all men, now there are people, look, I make stupid mistakes, but if you learn from them and you grow from them and you become a better person for it, one, you're a citizen of life. And two, you're actually doing the work. You're doing the work to heal. So then that's what I say about entering into relationships. As long as you're doing the work and you're trying, no one's perfect. But if you're doing the work and you're and you're doing it in a healthy way, that's what I appreciate. So if I've had a lot of women who want to go there and just say all men are cheaters, and those are the women that you could tell are scorned. It's like seeing the child in all these grown ass women. And you're like, you know, when you act like that, you can Mm -hmm. see the pain and you can see that they want attention and you can see that they actually want love, but that they're so scorned that, or that they healed, but not in a healthy way. So you know how, when you heal, when you have a baby or something and you, you don't sew it back up, you're not going to heal right. You're going to have scar tissue. It's going to be horrible. Your abs are going to probably separate. I mean, y'all get, y'all know the deal. So if you don't heal appropriately or properly or give yourself the right tools to heal your body, you know, if you don't have a Band-Aid to cover that wound, then it's not going to heal properly. If you have dirt in that wound, you're not going to heal properly. So you've got to heal. And that is what I hear so much is all men are cheaters. And let me tell you something. I have told my friends, don't call me bashing your man. You need to speak life into your husband. 
I get it. You just want to vent and I will let them vent. We don't take long on that subject. We do not take long because at that point it's about what are you going to do to speak love and life into yourself in order to speak love and life into your man. If you're calling ladies, if you are calling your friends on a regular basis, bitching and complaining, first of all, nobody wants to hear it. Not long. Not right. Long. My best friend <laughs> exactly. had to tell me straight up and I love her for it. And she was like, listen, you're complaining too much. I'm not going to keep answering your phone calls. You need to stop complaining about your husband because I was calling her every single day complaining because I was in such a bad, low vibing, negative uh-huh. place. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. she was straight and direct with me. And I've heard it so often that all men are cheaters. That is not the case. And right. when people call me now, you know, now that I'm older and I'm, I'm more grounded and I'm, I come from a loving place, I'm like, no, speak love and life into your husband. That's exactly what we all need to do yeah. is just speak love and life into ourselves. All men are not cheaters. No. That chapter right there, ladies, that was super yeah. deep deep, deep chapter. Because you know what? And, and Anya, I think that that chapter is so important because first you got to realize who you with, Oof. you know, you got to realize if you're with the cheater or if you're with the man who has cheated and they there have you go. different characteristics. Some women think they're with a man who has cheated and he's very different from the cheater. The cheater's going to make you responsible for everything, you know, because you did this, you didn't do this, you didn't provide this, you did this too Ooh. little, you did that too little, blah, 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 blah. The mm-hmm. cheater is the one who's going to, he cheats by default. He's probably mm-hmm. cheated on every woman he's ever been with. And he's a compartmentalizer. He will, first of all, the cheaters that I have worked with, they don't think they're cheaters because wow. they think that their actions are justifiable. Because of the, the mitigating circumstances justify his actions. So I'm not a cheater. <laughs> I cheated because blah, 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 blah. Yeah. They don't even think they're cheaters. So she got to figure out who she's with first. And mm-hmm. then she needs to move forward from that place with what she can expect from him and how to maneuver herself in that relationship. Now, you know, yeah, the man who has cheated. Now, I say all men are susceptible to cheating. All all humans are susceptible to cheating. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But all men are not cheaters. No, no. You have a man who has cheated. This one has stepped out of his character. That's not in character for him. You know, he found himself, like you said, he made a mistake. Yeah. He was in a the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong person because he did not. That's not in character for him. He didn't think he was going to do that. He didn't set out to do that, but it happened. Yeah. Now he's not going to blame you for it. He's going to take full responsibility. He takes full responsibility, and it hurts his soul that he did that. It's not about you. It's about him. Oh, you know, all about him. Oh, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So that's the difference. She got to figure out who she's with. That's a foundational piece right there, figuring out who you're with. Are you with a cheater or are you with a man who has cheated? And that is so huge. I'm, I'm, and so, by the way, for the record, there's a section about a cheater, cheater versus the man who has cheated. The man who has cheated. Yeah. There's a great, great section on that piece. And I'm glad you, you pointed that out because there's a lot of women who don't know the difference and who project onto right. the man that was the cheater, but not the cheating. Yes. And 
that causes friction too, because here a man is trying to heal, love the woman that he cares for and, or the mother of his children. And he, uh-huh. he, he's being blocked because she's projecting on him because he, she hasn't done her own healing. Yes. And that's when good women lose good men, uh-huh. you know? And that's mm-hmm. such a huge piece because there's a lot of great men out here that are trying to do the work yes. and they're being, you know, bogarted by women who are just like, all men are cheaters. And no, yeah. no, 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 no. Hi, citizens. I hope that episode was helpful and got you excited. If you enjoyed the content, please do me a favor and leave a review and rate this podcast so it can help me grow. Also, for more free tools to help you along your journey, go check out my Linktree website on my Instagram page at Anya Hildreth Life Coaching. And check out the website at www.anyahildreth.com. Stay tuned for the next episode.